everybody and welcome back to Ninja Part Ashy Mum. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Lindsay. And we're here today to talk about comparison and working on yourself. But before that, we wanted to very quickly tell you about Entail, which is our favourite place to listen to podcasts. It's a great interactive platform where you can see photos, some nice embarrassing ones, especially of Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Different links to things that we're talking about. And it is our go-to place for listening to podcasts. So welcome everybody to our second episode in season three. We're really excited to be back here with you and we're really excited to get cracking with the first topic. And this came up for so many of you. Um, we had our usual thing of asking everybody on Instagram what they'd like us to cover. And this was a huge topic, wasn't it? Oh, massive. And one that I know we both think about and talk about all the time. And maybe yeah. one that's come up more than ever this year with us having so much time in our own minds to yeah. think about these things. <laughs> not a safe place to be sometimes <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so what we'll do is we um we made a list of all the amazing questions that you had for us and we're going to talk through them but the bottom line being that Lizzie and I have felt everything you've ever asked us and are constantly evolving and growing and trying to work through them all so let's have a good old chat about those definitely um, and like the big one I mean, obviously, social media is so to blame with it, but just oh. that how hard it is to not compare yourself when you're that way out. Mm. And I don't know about you, but if I'm in that headspace, I just want to poke the bruise and it's like self-harming and go find things that make me feel even worse and worse and worse. Of course. And find new ways to worry about stuff and think about things. A whole new angle of self-loathing <laughs> I hadn't yet discovered. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely agree with this. Sometimes I'll just go onto Instagram and I feel like shit and I'll, I'll look for people that I admire or inspire me. And I know that they admi I admire them and inspire they inspire me. But some days if I'm that way out, I'll look on them and I'm like, I'm a bag of shit. What? <laughs> I am a bag, a heap of steaming shit. And, I've, and I know it's going to make me feel like that as soon as I do it. But do I stop? Do I fuck? Do I stop? No. shot from the street becomes shit from the street on a bad day <laughs> it does, it does. sometimes I try and if I'm if I type you in my email because you're on shot from the street if I put shit it still comes up I'm like oh well then right <laughs> shit from the street the street oh god. oh god yeah it can be so bad and even like off Instagram in more personal lives one mm. one question that came up was feeling like you're falling behind everyone else and I think seeing stuff online I mean I'd hope most people are at a stage where knowing you are seeing highlights reel of people's lives. So yeah. personally, I don't always compare like life achievements to stuff who had people I don't know. It would be more my peer group and because that, you know, people so intimately, yeah. they're more who you can compa compare yourself with in terms of, oh, well, that person's at this stage in a relationship or they're going to buy a house or get yeah. married or have a baby or what, whatever it is, is your sore spot of the month, basically. <laughs> it is. And it's those close relationships. Like, as I think as we've gotten older, we've figured out that that's the difference. Like when we were younger, it might have been we were comparing ourselves to somebody on social media. And it still happens now and again, but it's more our peer group because we're all so close and you're like, oh, but we're like basically the same person. I haven't done that yet. Shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's hard. It's a hard uh, frame of mind to, to get out of. <laughs> yeah what's your what is your like soft spot of the month basically the bit that is getting you the most if you see people doing something oh definitely people getting engaged oh, 
I'm at my wits end. Selfish pricks. <laughs> Honestly, selfish pricks. I am at my wits end. I am 33 and there is not a ring on my finger. And yes, yes, yes. Everyone has these social pressures and we shouldn't give them to them. But honestly, if Horsfall doesn't get off his arse soon, I can't, I can't leave any more breadcrumbs. I literally couldn't. At, at this point, I'm at risk of ruining my own surprise, I think. I'm, I, don't, I don't know why I've turned into this person. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. It's because I already know what ring I want. I can imagine that if you're like you and James are watching telly and there's a proposal or something about a wedding, James being like, shit, 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 shit. That Don't. I just give him a again. side eye and he looks like that gift from The Simpsons where Homer backs into the bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm, oh no, it sounds awful. Get the sofa to eat him up or yeah, he's like, oh, ground open. Um, no, seriously, it sounds like I'm being like a really like high pressure twat about it all, but I promise I'm not. Like, it, it's just on my mind so much. James knows it's at the forefront of my mind. And, like, we were talking about it we went out, um, with some friends over the weekend. And we were talking about it really openly. James James is talking about where we're going to have the registry office and where we're, where we're going to get married in Italy. And like, he talks about the whole wedding. Like, he talks about everything. And then my mate was going, James, there's just one slight issue. You have to ask Linz. And he was like, yes, all in good time, all in good time. So it's all oh. fine and good and, like, light-hearted. But inside, I'm like... Oh, please, honey. Please, the easy, honey. It'll be the easiest of, yes of my life. I'll hurry up. Never mind, anyway. It'll be all fine, but that seems to be mine. And if I see one more proposal on Instagram, I think I said this in episode one, I, honestly. They're coming thick and fast. They really are. It's because everyone's been spending so much time together. Everyone's even ditching each other or getting sh- properly yeah. shacked up. <laughs> Was this something that when you were in like previous long-term relationships that you had as well? Uh, not as much, no, because I think I felt like I had age on my side even though I know I'm not old yeah, I just think in my own head in my own ideas of what my life would be like around this age I don't I we, this is what we're doing now like yeah we're gonna get married I'd we'd be having a baby and all of these things and like I said again in the first episode that we did of this I feel like we were robbed of a year so I think mm. it's like pushed the pressure up a little bit higher yeah, than it was before and it's only like internally like I haven't yeah it's yeah there's a it's a slippery slope to become passive aggressive with the person that you want that to happen with but oh, I've yeah. managed to really keep the lead on that so I'm proud of myself at the moment yeah at the moment <laughs> we'll see TBC yeah TBC <laughs> yeah I think in terms of like falling behind everyone else that's where I feel the most the most soft and the most concerned um but then some days are worse than others with it like find that way out I'll really get upset about it and then other times I'm like no it's my life it's James's life yeah. like we're happy we're on this little pathway together and whatever happens at whatever time is what I'm going to accept and be overjoyed with yeah. so it's fine either way I just get a beam up on it sometimes yeah which obviously so many people do because this is a thing yeah. that feeling like falling behind which was like the wording lots of people use is horrible because you feel it like is, you're not yeah. achieving something yeah and especially something like that you're waiting for another person's action yeah so you, and it's the lack of control yeah <laughs> It is. Yeah. So you feel even more like you're falling behind, but that it's I not know. your fault. <laughs> no, no, I know. And like, especially where we've all spent such, such such a lot of time in our own heads and during the pandemic in whatever kind of level we've been locked down or restricted in normal life. It, it's given a lot of people a lot of thought. And yes, we've had like some lovely moments of clarity and maybe some growth and development along the way. But the long and short of it is like, we've all had to put big life events and even small things day to day on hold. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot to be said for us all for feeling like we've fallen behind in, in many ways. So please don't be beating yourself up about it because nobody, nobody is kind of like 
catapulting forward at this no. point everybody's just got to take it easy and take it slow because it's all a little bit uncertain isn't it yeah except all those people with rings on their fingers online oh bastards <laughs> I, honestly i can't and honestly if i see one more i want i know what kind of ring i want i've shown lizzie and um if i see one more person's ring like, i can't i can't look at them i'm sick of it i just want to i just don't want to be influenced and this is where instagram is a fucker because i'm like oh do i like that though i'm like no fucking someone else has been engaged with that ring i don't want that ring pack it in get off my internet what i was going to say to you what do you feel like has been your biggest like falling behind moment where is your head with that also probably relationship stuff I think you and I are both similar in that work which I think is a positive thing like really wired that the most important mm. things are relationships as opposed to any yeah. material stuff oh god yeah and I feel lucky like work-wise I got to where I wanted or well we, we sort of didn't have a where we wanted with our career because no. who the hell knew where it was gonna yeah, exactly. get to or what it was going to become but it got to a place where I was happy with so probably in the like, last couple of years which is obviously a huge thing to be able to say in your 20s as well but it, it would be relationships and on the one hand I love being hugely independent and like gearing up to possibly move house again which would be the fourth fourth time I've moved oh, house God. and lived on my own mm. and on the one hand it's like no this is really good this is this is independence and what you want then on the other hand it's like oh but should you be doing this with someone who's like a life partner who you can plan that plan something like that with and yeah. have it have like I guess move ha- have moving become more of an emotional thing that's done as a team as opposed to more of a like I'm independent and I can do this and I have to, should do it this way and I should be really yeah. proud of doing it this way which I am but you can I get too stuck in that mind space sometimes of well this yeah. is how it should be does that make sense yeah definitely and also you're a really strong strong independent woman there's not really any other way to say it but you are and so like becoming soft enough to let somebody in to experience all of that is a little bit foreign to you because you're so used to doing it on your own and you have such an amazing like lifestyle and um little like you've formed beautiful little relationships and friendships in and around all that you've got your habits and your hobbies around where you live and it's a big thing to invite somebody into that and to actually let your guard down and, and be like, yeah, okay, I want to do this with someone yeah. and, and sway away from being, I am independent. You can still be super independent in a relationship. Yeah, like definitely. I'm really independent of James, but it's so lovely to have that partnership. And like you say, to, to go through those big life changes with somebody yeah. that has your mindset is, is a really beautiful thing too. But again, it's not, it's not, something people should feel they want to put pressure on to strive for like I've got to do with no. someone oh my goodness but then again like on the other end of the spectrum there is people like you who are like well I'm fine I'm good I'm independent and single and this yeah. is fab and I'm loving my life and then how much of that becomes what you think you're supposed to think yes yeah absolutely um, yeah yeah and it's not linear like because obviously when Harry and I moved in together all those years ago in Manchester yeah I have done that bit of like finding somewhere together and making yeah. your home together and then went the other way and I think lots of people do that especially yeah. if you're with like a childhood sweetheart where you do take those steps and then if that relationship falls apart then you just say like you can find yourself on your own sounds really depressing and negative I don't mean it in that no, way but, but yeah. then you do take that step and then build your independence then it's sort of building it back up again to be ready to do something again that you might have done in your early 20s 
which Definitely. is the case for me. So it's sort of like coming around in circles. It is, and you've lived a completely different lifestyle to the one that you had in L- London. In L- uh, sorry, the one. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> you've lived a completely different lifestyle in London to the one you had in Manchester, yeah. because you were like literally single girl, London, best years of my life, my twenties, gonna be so good, living on my own in this beautiful, amazing area and stuff. And like, when's that enough? Like, when's that like? Okay, I'm. I've had this great time. Like, yeah. I'm ready to kind of sort you know share this with somebody and yeah and the answer is probably when you meet the person who you want to yeah do that with and then Definitely. it's not a question which actually I was just looking at the questions that we have here leads very mm-hmm. nicely on to the question somebody asked of when to know you're making the right decision for you because that mm-hmm. would be like I think if you'd met someone you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily question like should should I share this with them because you would just want to yeah definitely um, and then the you I don't know like how do you know I mean I, I know that You've lived with ex-boyfriends, lived with James, lived with people yeah. long-term. Yeah. Occasionally it's not worked out, only on that one instance really where it wasn't, a, when you moved in quite quickly. But yeah. even then it was the right decision for you, just because yeah. something doesn't, doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be able to rise and fall with all the tides of everything like this. Like, if it's making you happy at the time and it feels like a good idea, then you do it. Why would you not? Yeah. I think you've just got to go off what you, whatever your gut feeling is. And if you're happy, then you go through with that. The same with like, if you were, you know, if outside of a relationship, if you're choosing to live with mates or live with people that you don't know or whatever, like in any instance throughout your life, making a decision that is is for you will always be right for you if it makes you happy. Yeah. Even yeah. down to, I don't know, shop, a shopping decision, just something like a decision that you're like, okay, say you've got £300 disposable income this month and you really want to treat yourself to something and you go in the shop and you're like oh goodness it's a lot of money like I'm not sure I'm not sure but then you try them on and you're like oh my god I love these and there's no one else about and nobody is is influencing your decision that is a decision that you're making for yourself where it's different is if you know if say as an example you've got friends with you and they're like yeah they're amazing but you put them on you're like I'm not sure but you get them because everyone's like they're amazing they're amazing yes yeah on a really obviously surface level like if it doesn't feel right to you in any capacity no matter what you are doing with your decisions like it's not your decision like it's yeah. not right for you yeah definitely what I struggle with as you know is that and you're an overthinker but I do think I take it to another level overthinkers <laughs> club yeah of I can like have a feeling but then I'll sit with the feeling and, and dissect the gut feeling as it were and yeah. think about it so much that then at the end product I'm like I don't know how I feel about any of these things anymore no. because I've just run them through this thought factory and mushed yeah. them all up and it's just a big pile of mess you're end. a bloody nightmare for this Elizabeth I, uh, I, 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 so sometimes bad. Lizzie and I will sit and Lizzie will come to me like Linda can I ask you a question and I'm like yes of course you can um and she will have rolled it every which way it could possibly roll before she's got to me with this one question which isn't one question at all it's every single thought and question she's had around this subject and by the, by the end of it I don't know how I feel never mind her it is it's really intense we have to get you out of that habit actually imagine being inside my head <laughs> no, I can't, it's I exhausting can't. oh god and it is it's, it's hard because I overthink but um you tend to roll over it in, in in a much more in many more ways than I do and I, I can think you're more in touch with your gut is the difference yeah so you'll think about something but your gut will always be there whereas I lose my gut feeling and things yeah you do and even can be really small things like sending a message to someone I'm like oh god should I send that message 
and then rather than just I think you in the moment would just be like oh just fucking send it and we'll deal with it I'll be there for ages like but then this could happen and then how will that make me feel and then what will they feel and then that's literally be half an hour I've sat and stared at a wall and thought about something and then at the end of it I'm still like Lindsay I typed out this message should I send it (laughs) (laughs) but I think what goes hand in hand with that is that we've you've got bucket loads of empathy as well because you're always always um looking out for what the other person is feeling and thinking on the end of anything you say or do that's like such people, a nice way of saying that I'm mental. Yeah, Thank you. People, <laughs> crazy. Um, but you are like, you always put the people around you and the people that you love first, like to your detriment sometimes. If you're not feeling yeah. good, I sometimes I wouldn't know because if you would see my need as greater that day, yes. you would just suck it up. And I think you do that as well, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do do that for each other. We do that for our friends, don't we? And then at the end of the day, when you're like, "Well, how are you feeling?" Actually, I'm not that oh, good. No, not good, but I didn't want to say anything. And you're like, "Linda, you should always tell me." I'm like, "No, I didn't want to piss on your chips." <laughs> but yes, it is. It is. And like the overthinking thing of it all is is hugely tied to making decisions for yourself or other people. Or well, there's so much involved in all of that. But as long as it makes you happy, there is no wrong answer to that. Like you can't get it wrong if you're happy at the time. Um, and as Lizzie said before, an example is I moved in with somebody a while ago, not a while ago, like it sounds like I did that whilst I was with James, just living with someone else, love, is that all right? Um, years ago, before James, moved in very quickly, um, was really happy, was really like whirlwindy, and then the cracks came quite soon after that, because we weren't ready. Um, but at the time, I was like, I wouldn't take that decision back, because it yeah. was a lovely, lovely, happy time. Yeah, and I think in that in that instance, it was... It, because of the outcome that was the wrong decision like you said you moved in too yeah. soon it was too early yeah but even though it was the wrong decision you weren't stuck and no. you're fine now and it all worked out fine so yeah I don't think I think something I always need to think of more is even if you make the wrong decision it's okay and you're allowed yeah. to make the wrong decisions and get it wrong and learn from them and it even might take you a few times to learn from something as well and yeah, that's definitely. all okay it I've doesn't have many to men. <laughs> <laughs> many many men but not every decision is life or death basically which is what I can make something very very small feel like which is then why I think about it so intensely um and I think also I'm not very good at going with the flow which doesn't help I want to control the flow at all times yes yes (laughs) yes that is true but yeah I think you're right and if there's never going to be a decision that you make that you you're not going to be able to have support to make amends if it's not gone the way that you planned or hoped yeah. for it's everything is changeable and everything is um you can navigate everything to make it into a happy situation Definitely. no matter the decision you've made whether yeah. it's boots or love <laughs> whichever one <laughs> whichever one it is for you oh and then that li- i'm quite good at doing this if you don't mind that you are i love your segues go for it and it just came you to me just, yeah go. i think a really important part of being able to make those decisions is learning more about yourself which also comes hand in hand with being on your own and yeah. just understanding yourself more that was quite a good segue wasn't it oh, i'm really it's proud quite of good <laughs> i was just looking at my paper like uh so the next question is uh <laughs> question three <laughs> i'll just be chatty kathy mindless chat and you can do all the intelligent parts as usual um right yeah uh, yeah yeah definitely um it's a huge learning curve and like i've done it I've done it a lot to be fair like in terms of in and out of in between relationships which felt actually maybe I've never done it for that long 
it felt like long because I was in relationships for like six years or a couple of years. So yeah. the times in between meeting new men, and this specifically for relationships for me, felt like a long time because I'm such a relationship person. Yeah. And I floundered by myself. Floundered. Hated it. Hated it. Floundered. <laughs> like a fish what? out of water is what, what I was. Happened? Well, I just got on it. I was just <laughs> partying. I was just out all the time. Never a minute's peace. I'd never wanted to be by myself. Never wanted to do anything like that. And the only thing that would keep me like in bed watching a film was if I was on death's door. Like I yeah, couldn't, really I couldn't relax. I couldn't, I couldn't ever take time for myself. I, did, I don't, I don't really think that I got to understand myself or like know myself and like myself until I became settled in my relationship with James, which we've been together four years this week. Um, this week? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the be- yeah, I just, I think because he's an independent lad, it gave me space to become more independent yeah. and more, like I felt like I was independent. I lived on my own or lived with a housemate or whatever in between boyfriends. Um, made my own rules, had my own life. That was great. But I, I think I needed that time, but it took me such a long time to be comfortable and independent in myself and like strong in what I know and what I like. Um, and James allowed me that time because he is that kind of person. So he would be like, darling, I'm going to, I'm going to go and play golf for a bit or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, yes, good. I have a lovely time. So I was kind of forced into time on my own. And I now, I couldn't survive without it. Couldn't survive with feeling the way that I feel anymore yeah and I think as Um, well like it's really easy to just see the two as you either are in a relationship or you're on your own whereas yeah yeah. that point you've made is that you can still learn to be on your own within a relationship and both of them can work that way together of like if you're in a relationship where you both have your independence Mm. you actually for you can grow more and learn more about yourself independently without being in in a like state in your life where, where you're just not happy and that's all right to say you're not happy when you're single yeah, someone definitely. Someone that they can share things with and feel mm. less desperate for someone to share things with when the option's there. Yeah. So then you're more comfortable to do things on your own because you know the option's there. Does that makes sense. It. Yeah, <laughs> completely. That's exactly right. That's exactly how I felt. It was just, it just took me a bit longer. And I was yeah. so used to relying on somebody else in my life as a partner that I didn't take the time or need or have the time to figure out who I was and what I wanted. And I was I never had to be content on my own because I just put that onto somebody else and they were the person that made me happy and they were the person that served me I never knew what I wanted or what made me happy until I had the time to sit with it and that for me was in a relationship because like I say as in my single time I just made it impossible for me to have any alone time in that way yeah Um, and that was the way I coped with it but thank goodness I met James because it's been the making of me um, and the strength that, and independence that I have now yeah. yeah and then like in terms of what you've learned about yourself during that process what do you think like the big standout things would be um that I always thought I was a massive extrovert like I, I always just thought I just thrived off like being in big groups and being like like excited all the time and just all of these things that go along with being what an extrovert would be on paper but that I get a lot of my energy from my downtime and I after really checking with myself like this morning I did um, like a little yoga thing and I feel like a million times happier for doing things like that for myself and James just leads me to it when you're in something stable like you and James have had in terms Mm. of your own cycles of anxiety when when you can't attach it onto somebody because everything's quite steady in your life which is wonderful you learn more about actually what what you experience whereas when things have been unsteady 
but now I know I'm like this I could have a wobbly day I'm like that's because yeah. of this though I'm wobbling because of this and it might not yeah. be that at all it's just sometimes easier to be like oh well, it's your fault it's yeah and put it on something or a situation yes. yes yeah and I um, like Lizzie was saying I recently that's been me today's the first time that I felt quite calm um and over the, probably well since middle of last week it's probably been about four or five days on the bounce of me just not being able to sleep feeling racked with anxiety feeling really out of control of everything and mm. there's been no trigger there's been nothing that has happened there is nobody that is making me sad or or, or I'm not worried about anybody because the thing for me is always relationships like family and yeah. friends and stuff that really is a big trigger for me and um everyone's safe and happy and fine and I just think that I've had a lot of time to try and decompress and it's resulted in this big bubbling pot of anxiety over what the future looks like and how uncertain things are and I'm not coping well with that Um, and then things like having a couple of glasses of wine that I shouldn't have when I'm anxious then stops me from sleeping and it said no it's just lots of things Um, and like you say I can just see it very differently because and, and because I know James is like a safe haven for me when I come home like I've been away and I've been anxious and the second he arrived to where we were staying I was just like like yeah better thank you yeah Yeah, thanks for coming (laughs) that's not because I think another like distinction is that that also isn't because he's the cause of the anxiety and like a separation anxiety thing no no you know if you feel shit if you like had a row or whatever when you're in a bad patch anyone's relationship when Mm. that person's distant you tend to be more like oh god oh god oh god oh god it's so much easier to deal with when they're here but then it's so nice to still see like respond in that way and be like this soothes me because it's healthy and happy yeah that's not because it's a separation anxiety thing no and then again that's like tied to your independence within a relationship too yeah absolutely and it's taken us a while to get to this point too like anxiety isn't such a beast of a topic to even get through isn't it on its own but um that's been a fairly probably in the last year that I've been able to turn to James for like a support or a cup of tea or like a pat a rub on the back or just those little things that you know that make you feel safe when you feel really out of control of your own emotions yeah and because James has had a really hard time understanding why I feel like that and what it is and it must be something because he's never felt like that I hope he never does but he just doesn't operate in the same way that I do and it's been a godsend that now we've had all of this time together he knows me inside out and I know that just by sitting next to him with a cup of tea I can feel so much lighter because I know that no matter what I've got support there yeah um and yeah it's just just makes the world a difference but then like you say in the same breath like it's not a trigger it's just me learning and like moving through these feelings that I've got in myself about Mm. the world and my family and my friends and things and get really racked up about it all because I just want everyone to be so safe and I can't control all of that if I had my way I'd have a massive house and we'd all live together and we'd all have our own like area in this huge house and so I keep an eye on you all yeah so but yeah that's not to be at the moment I haven't won the lottery (laughs) are you even doing the lottery oh well maybe that's a start Lindsay all right you've got to be in it to win it kid (laughs) I think for me like the feeling of learning to be on your own which does like time with another question we got asked a lot about living alone is living on my own and sometimes it is being in and out of relationships but something about when you live on your own you have to become so self-sufficient in like if if I have a whole day on my own and then an evening and I have an evening plan and someone cancels that evening plan it can really knock me because I haven't seen anyone all day but that's aside from people cancelling for shit reasons or being flaky that's not that person's responsibility it's mine 
yeah I'm the one that's choosing to live on my own I could flat share those especially in London there's always options to not do that and it makes me like really sit with like okay you now have to fill your evening with something and be content with it and don't then be like oh I feel rubbish because this person cancelled plans and now I'm upset because I have to sit on my yeah. own and no one understands what that's like just be like okay how do I make this still a nice evening yeah and through the time I've lived on my own certain things I love doing like I love going to a gallery by myself I love going around bookshops around myself if anything if there's another person there I enjoy it a lot less because it's like mm. my time and like my flow of things and stuff like going for a walk on my own if someone's there with me I'm like oh god no like, get out yeah <laughs> this is just me and but so much of that has come from living alone and filling time on the days where I'm feeling lonely or not comfortable being on my own yeah. learning ways to make it feel better and more enjoyable and like I, impl- I would implore anyone to do that like to have even if it's like a weekend every two months where you're like I need to be on my own in some mm. capacity yeah to do something or even if it is just go for a walk or whatever because you do like have so much time to think and learn about your own thought process which yeah. is why I'm so aware of what we talk about earlier how much I overthink and that I don't have a gut feeling stuff like that I think you only learn when you have the time to sit and think about yourself and try step outside of yourself a bit and it doesn't make it easy to change it but something like that would be really easy to not even realize of yourself yeah and just absolutely. carry on going about you know like a bull in a china shop for your whole life yeah without yeah. stepping back and being like that's where I go wrong and then it's whole other thing working out how you fix something yeah. like that but if you are constantly seeing yourself through other people's eyes or as a reflection of someone else or a reflection of your relationships or friendships you will only ever realize see it in comparison to somebody else which is Mm. can be helpful initially but then you think you need the time to be like right but how how do I tick and what what like makes me anxious like we were saying for you or yeah makes me settled or what makes me worry or what what's my thought process how do I stop it how do I make it healthier yeah friendships and relationships are really important in that and like exactly what we said you can go through this process while being in a relationship with somebody 100 percent but it's got to have the conscious time to step back and understand your own mind and it not just being what someone else thinks of it or how someone else works yeah definitely I feel like I spoke so much that I'm so sorry no that's good I was like (laughs) yes I was like me and Lizzie are obviously still doing this on zoom at the moment just because it's yeah it's just easier and um we I was just literally my face was against the screen like "Uh uh (laughs) uh-huh and I think one more point to make about all of that is that it can often be quite a difficult reality to face when you are kind of exploring who you are for the first time and some things might come up that make you feel uncomfortable or vulnerable and it can be an emotional time and that's all okay and that is all normal yeah um you've got your your support networks of friends and family and as Lizzie says um she's a massive advocate for therapy as well so if that's something that you um have the means for then it's it would be really helpful to talk through those things and those parts of your life that maybe you're not comfortable with yet yeah definitely Mm. which leads us on to our final here she goes goes. (laughs) which is just the feeling of being generally content or also battling with wanting more Mm. the eternal push and pull it is isn't it it's like a massive tug of war I struggle with it a lot because in my mind wanting more is linked to being driven and not being complacent so you should always strive for more but then at what point do you sacrifice your own contentment because you're not willing to sit still with what is actually good right now 
yeah or, or go through the motions and yes. like really enjoy the process rather than the end goal because when you get to the end goal it's not going to fireworks aren't going to go off no, like the goalposts you're just going to yeah exactly you're like right okay so I'm in the house that I want to be in now now what I want to do is um something else and yes. it's like something else that's going to take a long time and then you just hurry yourself through the process don't enjoy any of it you don't celebrate the wins on the on yeah. the way and, and that's so important to do all of that yeah. and it's hard and we're all guilty of it because life does move at a pace um and sitting down to think about how it's made you feel and how proud of yourself you should be and how proud your friends and family are of you for achieving these things that you set out for yourself yeah like if you see yourself through other people's eyes that's what you should be that's what you should be kind of celebrating because everybody can see it because they're not in it and they're like this is amazing you just you just smashed this little achievement out and you're saying it's nothing and you've kind of left it in dust because now you're onto the next thing slow down and enjoy it all definitely and it's such a hard balance Mm. because you do always want to like be driven and not sit yeah sit back so rest on your laurels is the phrase I was trying to get for that (laughs) (laughs) But then not be ungrateful with stuff. And like, I, rem- yeah. I remember when I was at uni, we once did a module about philosophy around capitalism, where promises might be too heavy, but it's always <laughs> stuck with me in terms of about how the way that like capitalism works and is wanting more and mm. in terms of fashion. So let's imagine like we see a pair of shoes online and yeah. then you think about them, you think about how you'll wear them and you literally like you can imagine scenarios you'll wear them in and the person you'll be when you wear them and what the outfit will be and how for us you might take a photo of it and then that might make your whole feed feel different and it might inspire you work-wise and yeah. you have this daydream about the shoes and then you get the shoes and as soon as you get the shoes all of that build-up goes and means nothing because you've got the shoes and then even though you could realize all of those things with the shoes you move on to the next thing straight away yeah, and it can so be the true. same with like life goals and that imagine that I would think this is be a common one about wanting a ring on your finger to get engaged but then mm. the second you've got that then what's the wedding going to be and then you, yeah. you look at people's weddings online and how and then when you're married well then what's your marriage and it's like that with anything like material emotional yeah wired to work this way it's so difficult to not and it's so difficult as it's so difficult a notion to like kind of like sit and be happy with the way that that works either and it's quite thought-provoking to think well I want to enjoy every moment of it but how do you do that when me and you are wired in a similar way in that in in terms of drive and things and like wanting things done and wanting to achieve all of these things and you and I've got similar goals in some in some ways um, with like life events and things especially with like property and stuff like that and that's well on our radar and it's we talk about often we think about it often but then you know I just yeah we we need to enjoy the process whereas I'm just trying to like put all this you know try and get my deposit together like get sorted and I'm not enjoying the process of it I'm so excited about it all but I'm like okay now though come on come on come on come on like why is it not happening now like yeah I rush through things and I'm quite impulsive and I want everything now and that's that's not it's a shit trait (laughs) back to when you found where you where you and James live now and the thought process you'll have gone through of imagining how your life will be different when you're moving out of your London flight and having all the space and how you'd make the space as soon as you're on to the next thing you check out of it at like I'm so bad for this especially where I live even though at one point 18 months ago where you are now is what you daydreamed about yeah and then through that process you become I know you're not at this stage at all, but it's easy to then become like really critical of where you're at because you're thinking yeah. about the next thing so much. You're like, hang on a minute, I'm just, I'm flagging here. Like, why yeah. am I not at this next bit? Yeah, yeah, I understand that. 
it's crazy isn't it so I don't know the answer to that (laughs) no it's so tricky isn't it and again I think it's just about having the time and sitting with how you feel and really trying to take a step back stop bloody rushing through everything because yeah we're all guilty of it I don't know many people that aren't and you know the pressure especially this year that's put on people to have had had the goals and we all had to move the goalposts because of what's happening in the world um and that's okay we should all be okay with that but a lot of us are really struggling with that notion too definitely like it's yeah it's, yeah it's a challenge <laughs> and I guess it has been a lesson in contentment but like with this year hasn't been a year any of us are content yeah. with because it's just been frightening and like anxiety ridden so even though we're all standing still and have to focus on what you've got which is good the state of the world makes that really hard sometimes because you don't want it to stay like this. You don't want to be too content with how things are because surely this like much loss that's going on in the world can't continue and no one wants it to either. So it's such a tricky balance. It really is. Oh. And on that oh. light note. Oh, on that deep breath, everybody, everybody just have a moment. Three deep breaths, <laughs> three nose and out, three mouth. <laughs> Go find some shoes you want online to obsess about. Yeah, yeah. And make the journey a really, really pleasant one to get in them. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as you got them, on to the next. <laughs> on to the next. Oh, that's been such a lovely cathartic episode. You did such a good stretch then. Lindsay did such oh, a good stretch then that I just watched. Oh, it was nice. I've just been doing yoga on Cycle London at home classes, and um, the yoga. Oh my god, the yoga of it all is so good, and the yoga of it. Yeah, I can't honestly. It's made me really like. I I know that my voice is like a different pitch to what it normally is because I'm so relaxed. I want to try it. Is it hard? You should yoga. No, no, it's no. It's just you've got to just really move through the motions really nice and easily, and really like take your time with stuff and it so that forces that forces people to slow down it forces yeah. me to slow down i came down this morning like a blue ass fly was running <laughs> about having my coffee and, and as soon as i sat on the mat i was like and by the yeah. end of the practice my breathing is different like oh, so I, my shoulders aren't by my ears like it's just so lovely do you do this over zoom with them no it's it's all online so uh, mm. it comes up like a youtube video and fills your full screen and yeah oh, you just I log might... into your little section oh, okay i might do that anyway that was a tangent to end this one. it was a tangent <laughs> but also in keeping with the thoughts of um work trying to be content and work on yourself everyone go and do some yoga please thank you yes <laughs> thank you well thank you so much for listening everybody we'll be back next week with another episode and in the meantime don't forget to like share and subscribe on the entail app as well Thank you so much and have a lovely week. We'll see you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye.